All right, what up? Short introduction here to episode 83 with Jason Lang. Grateful to have Jason on. Thankful for all his help with the podcast in the last little bit. Jason's been a huge player here trying to get people on as well as being a co-host. So it was fun to interview him and talk about his journey as a cyclist and as his journey uh, joining the team. He's got some great advice, not only as a family man, but also as how he trains, how he races, and uh, just his philosophy on uh, being so fit. He's really excelled in the sport fast. Uh, you know, looking at how long he's ridden bikes and how much he knows, he's a huge part of this team uh, for advice and people going to him for not only equipment, but also training. And uh, anyway, grateful to have him on, thankful to have him as part of the team. Little announcement, June 29th, we are going to have our big team picture for 2023. We are all going to wear red kits, and we are going to be at Sugar House Park at the Olympus Pavilion. The new kit order will be handed out at 7 p.m., and then we will do the picture at 7.30 p.m. So uh, be there. If you don't have a red kit, reach out to me or Chip. We're happy to provide one. Uh, don't not come if you don't have a red kit. We will certainly provide you with one. We'd love to have you there. So uh, Olympus Pavilion in Sugar House Park, June 29th at 7 o'clock. Be there. Be square. All right. That's it. Uh, grateful for Lang. Thankful for all of you and our listeners here. And uh, enjoy this episode. All right. Bye. Welcome. Episode 83. I'm Stuart Anderson. Welcome, Jason Lang. Jason. Thanks for having me. Last time we finished an episode together, Jason said, I'd like to be interviewed. And I said, you have been. And then he was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, <laughs> did I say I'd like to, or did I don't I know? You, you were just like, you were, you were, it was something like, oh, I haven't been interviewed. And I was like, yeah, you have. Why You're would like, I have you on as a do next? I'm like, you <laughs> <could do> me. <laughs> Here we are. Very good. Um, Quick announcement, June 29th, be there at the Sugar House Park, Olympus Pavilion, red kit. This is always a fun conversation to have. If you don't wear a red kit, we're happy to supply it, but please don't show up in a white kit. Don't show up in a black kit. Don't show up in a yellow kit. Uh, it's going to be red and then it's going to be awesome. So uh, we'll do kit pickup at seven, picture at like 730. We have a professional photographer. He's very good. He's going to be there. His name's Adam Barker. And he'll take our picture uh 7.30. So we're really looking forward to that. That is our only announcement. Anything else, Jason? No, I have an extra medium red kit. If somebody How about wants that? it, I will just give it to them. You don't even need to borrow it. Whoa, whoa. Medium I top. Oh, oh, to medium. wear Medium top <laughs> You're jersey. Just giving away a kit. <laughs> no, to medium top jersey. I switched to okay. small, so... Okay. Uh, I'll give them a medium. Cool. Uh, very excited to have you on. We've done, we've co-hosted quite a few. I mean, we've co-hosted what? Three or four at least. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've done this. This isn't our first rodeo. No, no. So uh, I'm very excited. This is going to be very fun. Um, more than anything, um, Jason's very intelligent, uh, which is why he's always so fun as a co-host. Very particular, uh, not only about his gear, but also about, everything he knows you've become like the one-stop shop when it comes to people asking you questions uh <laughs> i was even talking to chris johnson from tbd and he was like yeah when i was, when I was talking to lang and i'm like dude you're even 
And you were telling me yesterday, you even go now to Chris or you guys go back and forth about gear. You go back and forth about everything that uh, is happening in cycling. It, before we get to introduction, is is that does that come natural to you with all subjects? Yeah, I think when it's something that I enjoy, something that I like, I'm pretty naturally curious. So I kind of, I tend to go more than all in. <laughs> I, spend, <laughs> I start spending too much free time just like researching things that just don't matter. But so good, dude. then I just know too much about something that doesn't help me in life. Very fun. Uh, Jason lives in the holiday area. So we are neighbors. Uh, how many houses down are you from Chip? Maybe four or five? Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think it's four, four houses down from me. Okay. So that is me, Dwelle Epicenter, uh, home base, really, HQ. Uh, we're right there in the middle of it. And Jason moved into the neighborhood how many years ago? Five. Really? Feels like longer than that. So five years ago, uh, and I'll let him tell the story, but um, saw that a lot of us idiots, this is what we did. And I don't know if it was by choice that he decided to get involved uh, or if he was like, okay, this is what I do now. Uh, I'll let him tell that story. But um, a lot of fun things that we do outside of the team, which connect me to Jason, our kids go to the same school. Uh, so we're constantly seeing each other at events. We go to the same war, like uh, church. We're, at, we're seeing each other at the same building there. Uh, his street is where I walk. Uh, as a human being with a dog. <laughs> so I'm constantly seeing him there. And uh, one thing I admire greatly about Jason is he is uh, extremely kind. So uh, you'll never hear him say a bad word about uh, anyone. Uh, he's very welcoming. And there's even been a few times on this team where others have left or felt unwelcomed and Jason continues to be their friend, connect with them and, uh, and just be the kind of guy that, you know, uh, we all should be when it comes to connecting with others. Uh, and I admire him greatly for that next. Uh, and he'll talk about this. He's incredibly fit. Uh, you don't want to tango with Jason. Uh, <laughs> it's funny the, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been riding a little more together and, um, dude, just his cruise gear is burying you, uh, which is so fun to watch. Uh, and I know he holds back a bit when he's riding with the team, but it is really fun to yeah, watch right. how, how good you've gotten as a cyclist. And I don't know if that's a competitive nature deal or if that's just how you're programmed, but um, great example for a racer, a, a guy who trains, uh, somebody who, may, who takes this serious in a way that is really fun to watch to see you progress because you haven't been doing this very long. You're incredible at it. Uh, finally, like I mentioned, his particular nature makes him really good because this sport requires a lot of meticulous, a meticulous natured person, whether it's gear or clothing or training, preparing race day. Uh, and it makes you real good at this. Um, especially when I love it when things don't go great for you. Uh, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like when a race doesn't go good and you list all those things that are like <laughs> the excuses, I'm the just like, list. I'm just like, not a great day. Jason's like, <laughs> uh the bullet points here of what happened <laughs> i know i'm like uh, eighth wheel back coming around final corner too far <laughs> but um dude you're a great family man great friend uh i just admire you a lot so this is gonna be a fun podcast for us to kind of talk about you your background uh history and obviously how you connected to the team so uh welcome thanks those are some kind words thank you 
dude, you're the man. So uh, fun to have you on. Fun to have you co-host. Let's get a little uh, into the nitty gritty. Um, tell us about where you came from, childhood, family. Do that. Sounds good. Okay. I uh, I'm the oldest of four kids, originally from Southern California, hmm. which that's kind of still where I. I claim to be from and where my heart is. I got a lot of family there. So I've, I've kind of always dreamed to move back there someday, but probably never going to happen. My wife is <laughs> not on board with that plan, which is why we're still here. Well, you just love that. You just love that lifestyle or what? I just love the beach so much and the yeah. weather and it's so great. I mean, it it's, is. it's tough to beat. Yeah. If I could go down there and hammer with the TBD boys, that would be, so I'd be happy with that. Yeah, me too. Um, so my my dad decided he changed careers a couple of times when I was young. He my grandpa owns a construction company. He builds custom homes in like the Malibu area. So he started out doing that. Decided he was too good for that, I guess, and moved on. He became a CPA, went back and got his master's in tax, and then didn't love that working for a big accounting firm. And so he decided to go to law school. And the only place that he could afford to go back to school and live off of student loans was Utah. So chose the University of Utah and moved us up here when I was about 10. And he just kind of found a career here and we stuck. By the, by the time he was done, you know, I was well into junior high and um, I didn't want to move. So what junior Steve- high? Where'd you grow up in the city here? Where I'm from the from the west side of State Street okay. here, so okay. being being in Holiday, way past the edge of the earth is Highland Drive. So <laughs> I'm way I'm the, on the west side of State Street. So went to Murray oh, Riverview bro. Junior High. <laughs> Murray, that's so good. So see the Spartans. Pretty funny the looks that you get when people are like, "Oh, where did you go to?" You know, Highland or Olympus or Skyland. I'm like, no, I went to Murray. Oh, cool. Ugh. East side of Murray's not bad. No, I went from the west side of Murray. And they're like, yee, yikes. yikes. <laughs> Glad you made it out. That's so fun. Uh, sports. Do you play sports growing up? Yeah, I, I love really all sports. I still do. I, I'm any, I grew up playing everything, kind of like we all did. People our age, we, you just, you weren't allowed inside really. You just, you, you left in the morning and you stayed outside, whether it was roller hockey or front yard baseball or football or basketball or whatever it was. I, I loved it all. Baseball is really where hmm. I, I loved baseball, spent, you know, most of my time doing that and all stars in the summer and, and, you know, things of that nature. I gravitated towards baseball and, uh, I guess that's maybe like the least athletic sport, but played baseball all through, all up through high school and played golf in high school as well. But nice. I wasn't ever a stellar, stellar athlete. I mean, I, ma- I made the teams, but I was kind of, you still golf now? No, golf went away oh. when I started cycling. Like, oh boy. It's too, that is something I couldn't ask my wife, like after cycling for a couple hours in the morning, say, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to go spend another few hours playing golf now like they're they're just two long selfish sports so i I couldn't can't do both very fun that's good (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't very good at golf anyway so it's not a big deal i I do really enjoy golf but 
yeah, can't do both. I'm, I'll play just a couple times a year now. Nice. Dude, and then you're wrapped up. We can talk about this, but I mean, you you spend a lot of time with kids sports now. Your kids, your family, you guys are in the middle of a lot of, aren't you? I mean, are you a lot yeah. of games? Yeah. Yeah, games. so many. So I've got four kids. I've got a 17 and 14-year-old girls, and then I've got um, 11 and 8-year-old boys. So I'm just kind of in the thick of comp soccer and lacrosse and baseball and basketball and whatever else is, is going on where our Saturdays are just a joke and especially in May, May is the worst. So, I mean, when tell soccer's over, you're like, cool. I gotta be home by seven 30 to get to a game. So great. It's Uh, it's rough. And now uh, your career is very intriguing. Do you want to just hit that real quick? Sure. Uh, so right now I, I'm a, f- a pharmacist by education, but right now I'm in the middle of launching, uh, an online business called easy health RX. Um, it's taken a lot longer than I've wanted it to trying to launch it. I, just, I built the site myself. Um, it's a kind of a, an online dermatology platform where you can come and get prescriptions for cosmetic stuff, wrinkles, eyelashes, acne, hair loss, things like that. So come online, you kind of pick your prescription, you go through consultation um, and we deliver it to your door, hopefully within the next two days. So super easy, do it from your phone. You can jump on the site at easyhealthrx.com and take a look and Tell me what I should fix. Cause I'm going to edit that out that you are not a paid promoter or sponsor of this team. So. <laughs> I, once one, if you guys grow, if you guys help me grow it, I'll, I'll sponsor <laughs> oh, <okay>. the team. <laughs> uh, I really am intrigued though. So you go and you get this education and then was it like one day you were like, I ain't standing back here handing out drugs. Like what, what happened? Was there, is there a story there? Yeah. I mean, I kind of always, I'm like a serial entrepreneur, I guess. And that was always the plan. I started out managing Walgreens okay. pharmacies and I just kind of hated being locked in that box okay. all day. So quickly, you know, opened a sterile compounding pharmacy in, in Draper where we, you know, made a bunch of different stuff and sold that um, too quick. It was like the, the first time somebody came to me with an offer. I was like, wow, that sounds great. I'll just do this again. So sold it and moved on. I was doing a, a, had a wholesale business for a while and then went back into dermatology pharmacy. And now I'm out of that and into this new thing. So I just constantly back bounce around. I probably take exits too soon, but I kind of get bored when things start to level out. You are an entrepreneur. Well done. And you're only 41 years old, everybody. Very good. 41. Yep. 41. Been married for 19 years, 41 years old. Hey, man. That was a lot of years. I think uh, that's more than me. Yeah. Yeah. Probably pretty close to the same pretty though, close. right? Yeah. Pretty close. Um, I know you, like we mentioned, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, very fit, very, uh, you are an incredible athlete. Talk about that a little. Um, I only say that because when, when Jason moved in, we, I felt like it was kind of a, Hey, you, you should do this. Like come with us. And you're like, listen, I did Murph. Uh, I ain't, I ain't doing, I ain't doing little Conwood. Um, uh, that's kind of how I knew, um, when you moved here, that was, that was a huge community for you, that CrossFit community. Can you talk about that? Like your past sports 
Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of where, where I was before I was always, you know, in the, in early marriage and stuff, it's, you're, you're just so busy starting your family and doing school and all that. I was just like an inconsistent gym guy and like a ward basketball guy and softball mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I mean, I love being active and playing sports, but wasn't consistent in anything. And then, um, when the new Olympus pool was built, um, I started swimming in a master's program there. No way. Like five days a week and huh. loved getting up in the, up in the morning and grinding out with those guys. I, I really enjoy swimming and nice. that just kind of the grind aspect of that. And then I was introduced to CrossFit and went all in on that. I just really liked the community of CrossFit, the, the gym that I was at here in holiday, I made some great friends, something I just did, you know, five 30 in the morning, right. five days a week. It gave me a good outlet to, you know, exercise and compete, um, which are two things that I really like it. You know, I, you could see constant progression. I was getting stronger. It was, you know, lots of things that I, I really like, and I've kind of, you know, kept going to this day. I still have a, like a little circuit routine that I do a couple of times a week. I don't feel myself, but yeah, you're right at this, at the start when, I mean, I met you guys or, you know, some dudes in my ward, like Chip and Adam Marriott and Welch and those guys. And they were like, Hey, you should try cycling. And I I had no interest in that. I I mean, I was the guy on the road, like who are these guys that think they're cars and ride in the freaking middle of the road, like these matching spandex. It just didn't seem like it was for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I gave it a shot. I borrowed my brother's bike and rode up with Adam Marriott and, you know, Andy Welch and tried it. And I, I really kind of hated it at first because everything hurt and I was really bad at it and super slow. I could tell that they were just like really trying hard to be as slow as me. (laughs) And, and so I, I, I didn't know if I was going to like that. I was still in CrossFit and I was doing both. Mm And I, something about being bad at things is really motivating to me. Mm. So I was, I felt just terrible at cycling. And although I didn't really like it, I thought I can't let these guys be better at this than me. If they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And so it was like a little, I did a couple of rides and then I joined you guys on Zwift, like the first season that you guys started Zwifting together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I remember you being so supportive, like, Come on, Jace, don't give up. You can do it. <laughs> I did not. Like, you just type in those things in there as we're going up oh epic, gosh. and I'm just slowly dropping back minute by minute. So funny. And I mean, it was good encouragement, but I, I wasn't all in then. I was yeah. still trying to do CrossFit and I was just hurting myself trying to do both. Yeah. So that's kind of the the early days, I guess. Um, I have a I have a I've never brought this up. I'm I'm interested in your take. Um, sometimes I've I've sometimes I've seen this in guys where they enter this sport and they're not good, right? Because there's a huge learning curve, equipment, gear, training, energy, balance. Like, okay, I feel like you've got this. <clears throat> you are you you the graph is going up, right? <clears throat> 
there comes a point where the graph kind of like doesn't go up anymore, right? So you've done gear, you've changed body composition, you got this nice, what a, okay. <clears throat> are you, are you going to stick with it? Or do you need that graph to keep going up? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. Like I, I kind of learned, learned that too. So when, when I really got into cycling, it was interesting. It was kind of like in a, a time in my life where business wasn't great. I was kind of losing control of other things that I was, you know, used to really excelling at and controlling in my life. And then cycling came in and it gave me something to focus energy in hmm. and get constant progression. Like you said, just that linear progression, just every time you're riding, you're getting better. Right. And then you're right. It stops. I mean, it, fairly quickly too. Um, you, it stops the, that linear progression at least, but I, I think what's great about it is you can change your target, I guess. Like hmm. you excel in different things. It's not just like an MEPR like that starts to matter less, you know, it's exactly. just, yes personal personal power prs or can i hang with this group or can i hang with this guy or can i repeat it over and over can i you know do a 20 minute hard effort and then stay on the gas and then do it again it's, i mean there's so many different ways that you can change the progression that i think that's what makes cycling really fun me too absolutely um good great answer um, I know that uh, I asked you this question here in this little document about uh, just how to stay fit. You got a great, some great thoughts on that. What do you think is kind of that, that key for you? I think it, with everything in life, consistency is just the key to everything. So, I mean, for me, like with lifting and cycling and everything, it's just about having a plan and sticking to it. And that, I think I wrote in this document too, like, I, I think it's really funny with, with fitness, we can kind of go all in on one thing. So we cycle every day for a week and you get really mm -hmm. like cyclist fit and you're so unfit in other, like mm -hmm. you try and run five miles and want to die <laughs> or, or go on a two mile hike. Yeah. Do I hike or <laughs> squat your body weight or no, something like that. No you squats. Just, you, can't, you can't do any of that stuff. So it's, it's so interesting. I, I think it's like super important to stay consistent in being, you know, overall fit, keep a lifting routine, go on hikes with your family every once in a while, do a Small. jog every now and again, you know, yeah. just, yeah. just do all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're right. I think consistency, consistency is it. And cyclists never eat enough protein for some reason. <laughs> They're oh, so scared sure. of it. Eat more protein. I'll get bulky, bro. <laughs> you're um, just wrecking your muscles every day just eat some protein what's funny is uh when i think about uh wow. everything that i mean like you're trying to teach your kid right uh practice a piano okay you are not this is never going to work if you go out once a week and you practice for like three like three hours no we're going to practice 30 minutes every day. Um, you're going to lift consistently. You can't 
take weighted lunges off the program for two months and then be like, I'm going to do these weighted lunges. I mean, it really is um, such a basic principle, just being consistent with all uh, spirituality, um, fitness, education. Like it's, it really is a, a almost a lost principle, just small, simple steps, kind of the key to a lot of it. So I agree. That's yeah. Consistency is key. If you want to, if you want to be good at a thing, you got to do the thing. Like, yeah. You can't just do it sometimes. Although I usually say to Kristen, I'm the most fit, unfit, I'm the most fit, unfit person. Wait, I'm the most unfit, fit person you've ever been around. <laughs> That's the I, cycling way. Like I can ride, but like, don't ask me to help move your couch. There's no way that's happening. I'm going to blow my back out. It's a good excuse. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, you, you hit on this a little bit, but if you want to talk about it more, um, you have some really fun thoughts on what has drawn you to cycling. Why does it stick? Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's really so many things that I've learned that I love about cycling in general. Um, what I've realized kind of over time is that I think we all have like these core values, um, and we express those in different ways at different times in our lives. And like right now for me, that's expressed through cycling. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's like given me a way to express those things and, and realize like what some of the things are that are really important to me. So like, for instance, um, in, in cycling, there's no shortcuts that's you, you have to do the work to get better at it. You can't cheat. Um, the equipment might help a little bit, but at the end of the day, like the Watts are king and you have to be consistently riding to get more Watts and you have to, you know, eat right and, and work and spend time in the saddle and, things like that to put yourself in a position to learn and grow and get better. You just, it's not a, it's not a quick fix. I mean, you'll get a little bit better quickly, but like you said, you hit that plateau and it's, it's a long-term game. I think that's important to remember in life too, like taking a shortcut or cheating or whatever that, that just hurts you in the long term. It just, I love that about cycling that you just got to do the work. So you're not using a pre-mixed Jason Lang pharmaceutical steroid cream. Yeah. You are, you are, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just the, it's just the, the little things you just do the work. I mean, I, I get some crap for doing structure and and things like that. But uh, one thing that I love about cycling is, is the work part of it. So mm-hmm. I'll do some structure. I'll hit some zones. I'll, you know, have some fun as well, but I think consistently trying to better yourself, consistently doing the work is, is what leads to the gains. And, and I tell people all the time, like, not, I don't feel like I'm better than anybody else. Like we all have our days. Some we're all the same. Like sometimes our, we have good legs and sometimes we have bad legs. Yeah. For real. But um, some other things that I, that I love about it are, um, it provides me a, a way to like stretch myself physically and mentally, hmm. um, explore our, our limits a little bit. So our bodies sure. just, 
love being in the state of homeostasis, right? Like they resist change. They want you to stay comfortable there. And when you're doing a really hard effort and your legs are just screaming at you and your lungs and your heart's beating out of your chest and your, your body and your mind are, they're trying to tell you to stop just because they don't want to change. They're resisting change. And hmm. we can learn to push past that and you get stronger and you get better and you learn how to overcome, you know, some of those, some of those things mentally as well, like live in that pain cave and realize you can deal with a little bit more and a little bit more. Mm. Um, you, you get to overcome hard things all the time cycling and make your body change. And I think that that is an amazing Best. thing that our body yeah. can do. It's and when best. you do something like that, when you get to the top of a climb that you didn't think you could make or a new PR or whatever, it's so gratifying. You come back and you're just feeling so great. Yeah. It's, I think it's my favorite part about this sport for real. And maybe it's because, um, like I sit at a desk a lot, um, you know, like if I can look back at that morning or that whatever and be like, dude, we did that this morning. Like I really, um, um, really fun to push. I agree with you. Such a fun that I love. I, that draws me too. I love it. And it's not, it's not even like. I PR'd three towers a day or something like that is it's just like on that day. Yeah. You pushed through something like you did a hard thing. You're, you're, you never feel the same. Your net legs are never always good, but it's like this thing was hard and I did it. I love that. Me too. I love it. Nice. Okay. Anything else? Um, I mean, I love that. It's like a, a, consistency consistency thing like we talked about earlier that it's something you got to stick with and you yeah. can get better you know if you, you have to be able to measure like year over year not day by day week by week month mm -hmm. by month but it's something that if you stick with consistently then you'll get better at you know whatever you're trying i think that's a a thing in life as well is yeah. sometimes we get stuck you know just looking at the short term and and i'm as bad as anybody. I'm super anxious. I, I want things now. Um, I'm not a very patient person and cycling makes you be patient. It's for real stuff, stuff doesn't mm -hmm. come quickly. If you try and just hammer too often, it just buries you in overtraining, you know, like, and then you just got to learn how to be consistent year over year and learn to be smart. Yeah. I know Chip always, uh, says that, when we're like 65, 70, that's when it's all going to come together and he's going to just crush at the Huntsman senior <laughs> games. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to be the best 70 year old you've ever seen. I just love that vision of the sport. It's very fun. I love that too. And I love that you can still be awesome at it, at cycling, you know, as you age. It's so great. Very fun. Um, I know, I know me well, a, this is kind of an easy question. I mean, you were, brought in um but but uh maybe talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about the team or how it works um what is appealing about this group or um kind of who we are yeah so i think a support network in the community is really important just to like help you grow as a person physically and mentally but um i i read um that 
the most effective thing that you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where that Mm -hmm. desired behavior is the normal. So Midwelly is that for me, something that I was searching for, like a way to build better habits is found here. The culture of Midwelly, the culture of these dudes that I ride with is what I want my normal to be the, you know, 525 meeting times and start your day off accomplishing something great and yeah. spend time with great people. And Midwell is full of motivated, great people that I really like to spend time with. Um, so my short-term goals are often different from a lot of people on the team, but overall, the, the culture of the team is, is what I want in my life. It helps me be better in some way. And I, I think I would be worse off without me dwelly, without the guys that I know, without the relationships. And I, um, I, I'd be worse off without it. So it, yeah, it's great. And I, I give you all the kudos in the world for creating the culture. Cause I don't know what it was like before, but what it is now isn't perfect but it's so great. Like, like you've always said in in the past, like you, you get out what you put in, you Mm. know? Yeah, it's true. That, and that translates a lot to the company that I'm a part of with crown council. Um, so it's, it's kind of easy cross, cross those platforms that, uh, the dental membership company that we run, sometimes I'll have members of our dental group that are like, well, it's not really for me. I'm not, I'm not going to participate anymore. Well, they're not doing our charity. They're not coming on our humanitarian trips. They don't participate on our email network. They don't use any of our training. And I'm like, well, okay, goodbye. Like, obviously. Um, yeah. And I, sometimes it's here too. I mean, guy doesn't buy a kit, never listens to the podcast, doesn't come on team rides, has never been to camp. And I'm like, well, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I can't um, imagine what it's like just managing feelings of adults. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so hard for you as as like a volunteer to just yeah. have to to manage everything and i i think everybody needs to you know find their tribe and find what works for them and maybe midwelly isn't right for everybody but i think it provides something that you don't it's hard to find mm-hmm. um that it's it's not up to you to make everybody else happy you know on the team like they mm-hmm. they've got a they've got to look for it. They've got to work for it and, you know, find the people that they fit with. And I think Mizuelli provides that path. That's good insight. Thanks, man. Great. Uh, I wrote some rapid fire questions, but I've got some other ones for you. You ready? Okay. Uh, I know you're reading books. Uh, What was the last nonfiction book that you have read or listened to? And should I I pull up my audible? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've been I've been looking for a, a good book recently, honestly. Because you I, you recommended a few to me recently, or, or not recently, but the the last thing that I read was recommended by Charles Smart, which is um, American Kingpin, <laughs> which that was fun about the the Silk Road. Um, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. everybody should give that one a go. Uh, your, your biggest health hack, what, uh, what's like a boom, drink water, 
Like what's your health hack that you'd give? Uh, is it something that I'm practicing or something no. that would help? Uh, no, yeah. Because <laughs> it's always sleep. Like Okay, sleep. Nice. Sleep for sure. But I don't, I've got teenagers. I wake up early, like sleep, yeah. sleep's it. Sleep, eat more protein. Nice. Uh, what's your newest piece of equipment? <laughs> I guess my, my gravel bike's probably my newest okay. thing. Okay. I just got that this this spring because my last one was stolen i thought it was gonna be those your wheels your new wheels but maybe they're not that, ca- that came with the ground i bought oh, okay. at the same time okay yeah. okay wait uh reverse i can't remember if we're going to talk about your well maybe you don't want to memorialize your break-in jason had a break-in in his garage last year it was probably the most tragic experience of the year if we're being <laughs> honest uh they stole how many bikes Five bikes. Oh, that's my mountain bike, my wife's mountain bike, my gravel bike, my daughter's mountain bike, my wife's road bike. It was, it was bad news. My road bike was on the trainer. Thank well, goodness. and you and you watch the thief on a camera record yep. come in and out, in and out. And it was what it was early morning, right? Like three or four a.m. Yeah, it was like three in the morning. He took him two by two. He went in our garage. He was in there for like five minutes, and then he came out with two bikes. And he left for 15 minutes. Then he came back, got two more bikes, left for 15 minutes, came back, like didn't take my skis, tools, look in any of the cars. He had access to everything. He just took the bikes. I joke around with Kristen that whenever we see a homeless guy on a bike, I go, oh, there's Jason's crux. There's- <laughs> that, guy, that, guy's on, that guy's on axis. <laughs> if you see it, let me know. They're they're pretty recognizable bikes with all the gold bling on the crux and then the right? mountain bike. And uh, I thought I'd find them, but sorry, dude. Insurance gave me a replacement cost, so yeah, um, it's not too bad. Okay, what are you riding now? Envy Melee on the road, okay. Factor Astro Gravel on the gravel. Have not replaced the mountain bike. Okay, favorite local ride. It's really hard, but I I love both sides of Big Mountain. Yeah. I love climbing them. I love descending them, especially when the gate's closed, but it's hard to beat those. I agree. Uh, Favorite place to travel? You've talked about the beach. I'm a beach guy. Love the beach. Any of the Hawaiian islands, I will pick that every time. And then you're big into gear. What are you looking at right now? (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've been on my melee for about six months. So it's time to get a new bike in, <laughs> in my world. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love the, the new <laughs> Cannondale, the lap 71 super six. Mm-hmm. I love that bike. I love the look of it. I'm eyeing it like crazy. I'm trying to convince myself to wait for that SL eight to come out that we're all just going to drool over. Cause right. I mean, Dwelly is just specialized homers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that you partner with Outdoor Bros. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. You I mean, you could really, you could double down there and uh, share gear. That's awesome. I, I would love, I have a good, great time with Chris talking gear. We ask for each other's opinions. It's fun. So uh, if if people don't know, Jason's, uh, which is awesome that you race. Um, it's an incredible uh, community and way to push yourself. Um, but there's kind of that transition where you're getting into it. And then I remember all of a sudden you were like, I went to a crit and I was like, you did what? Why, why would you do that? What do you, what do you do? What do you, who did you go with? Why are you doing that? Um, 
maybe talk about that, how you got it, why, why it appeals to you, how you train for it. I, I, I love competing. Um, so racing was a great way. I mean, there's some, there's a little bit on group rides and things, but, um, racing gave me a way to compete and kind of get out of my comfort zone and explore my limits and, and kind of do that kind of stuff. I was seeking it. And yeah, crit, it was funny with crits, especially because everybody's like, oh, you don't want to do crits. Like mm. you can go do some other races. Lodage is great. East Canyon's great, but don't do crits. Way too dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do this crit thing. Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> the danger element's fun. The competition's fun. And it's just kind of an all out blast, which uh, that's kind of my thing is I love just constantly attacking. So crits are kind of a, a good fit for me, but um, I'm more gravitated to racing, not because I like winning that that's not what it's about for me. Um, it's like I said, I really love competing, but it's more about this, this mindset thing, just um, kind of working on this winning mindset, like mindset isn't, you know, the most gifted athlete. It's not the most talented athlete. Um, it's just about showing up to something prepared and focused and like being disciplined and believing that you can hang. So, and I mean, in these crits or races, it's like believing that you can stay with that front group, believing that you're good enough to be there and compete for a win, not about the win itself, but knowing that you could do it. Like that's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. And not like setting limits on yourself to what you can or can't achieve. And I think racing, like what, why else would you show up? You know, if you, if you didn't think that you could compete, then what's the point? Like, so I think it helps me practice that winning. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do like, that's the, that's the great thing about it, but you show up, like it helps you practice that winning mindset. Like that you, you know that you can, you're not setting a limit on yourself. You're there to try and you learn new things. And like, I try new things and sometimes I work and sometimes I blow up and I always have a laundry list of excuses of like things that I, you know, did poorly and could have done better. And, but I'm learning every time and it's, it makes it fun that I don't, but without putting so much on the win itself, it makes the process so much more enjoyable um, because you're there to learn and get better each time at something, not yeah. at winning, but at positioning or at certain power numbers or at drafting or at, I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. It's great. That's what I love about racing. That's cool. Very good. Yeah. Great journey. I, I, I believe that you do learn the most about yourself in those situations too. You know, fun to look back on, or maybe not fun to look back on, but it's still, uh, that's kind of why we do it in my, that's what I do it. Um, yeah. Great learning. Yeah. Nice. Um, any great memories, uh, and any, anything you look back on and that it's always kind of the fun part of this activity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything? I put a couple of, I could yeah. put a couple of things on here, just like memorable bike stories and experiences. Okay. And, um, it's, it's kind of funny. Okay, tell us about this solo mission up on. I think I know this one. Your wife picked you up. Go ahead. This is good. So, <laughs> so uh, I, <laughs> I, I have this thing. I, I think I talked about it earlier. Where I, I really hate being bad at stuff. Um, I, 
it's like this constant, I have this insecurity about not being good enough. Okay. And so I, I'm, if I feel like I'm bad or I'm holding somebody back or I can't hang with the group or I don't fit in, then that's very motivating to me to get better. Yeah. So like one of the, a lot of these experience, like the most memorable experiences I have on bikes are, are like things that I've learned or like really bad days or things. So solo mission, my first pine Canyon was one day I just went out by myself. I was like, I'm just going to do a long ride. What was the route? What was the it route? was up and over Suncrest, up okay. through um, Sundance, oh my gosh. around the lake. Pine Canyon. Alone. I'd never done, yeah, alone. I'd never done a ride that long. I didn't know I'm, how to fuel. I am looking it up right now. Keep, I didn't know how to going. drink. Um, I didn't know how to do anything. I was just kind of wandering out there. I didn't load a route in Strava. I was just like, okay. man, where am I? Like, this is long. I told my wife that I was going to be back like in four hours and no, that not. was not happening. And <laughs> like finally made my way to Pine Canyon and having heard it was hard, but really not knowing what I was in for. And I was already way further in than I had planned to be. So I start going up Pine Canyon. My legs start cramping so bad. I'm locking up. I think I'm the strong cyclist, you know, like mm -hmm. I've gotten so much better. Like I can handle this. If if the other guys on the team can get up, I can get up. No problem. I'm going to beat all of their times today. Yeah. I start going up. My legs lock up. I cannot turn the pedals over. I get off my bike, <laughs> like half falling off. I sit on the side of the road. In Pine Canyon. I'm just like in there's nobody around me. The sun's beating down on me. It's the middle of the day. It's so hot. There's no cell service. Cause I pulled uh, out my phone. I'm like, I got to call my wife. I can't, I don't know how to get home no. from here. And it didn't even cross my mind oddly enough to go back into like Heber. I could have <laughs> just gone downhill, but I just sat there and I was like, I'm just going to grind this out. I'll just go until my legs lock up and I'll go again. And I finally made it to cell service and called my wife and I was like, start driving up big cottonwood and no way. just meet me at the top of guardsman. It took her a while to get there. So I, she ended up not picking me up until like after solitude descending. So I could have just made it all the way home, but Still. I got killed that day. Just totally wrecked, bonked, cramped, everything did not be anyone's time can you that day <laughs> and Dude, I, I mean i remember my first i remember my first pine i mean is the same <laughs> i was a sharp in watson so trust me i know how you feel it, it was a disaster but so motivating i was like okay it can't get worse than that <laughs> so I'll, I'll do it again and i'll get better like nice. that that was great so oh, that was one I love like we we did Tibble fork drop rides a few times, which I really love. That was fun. Fun kind of pushing yourself, seeing how long you can hang on, watching, you know, Jess Claypeer just hammer mm -hmm. all of us and ride away and crusher last year, being fully pinned at like 200 watts coming back up the coal. But then like being at the top with the crew and just everybody talking about how hard the day was, like that was. So that fun. was a blast that super memorable unfortunately this next one like <laughs> leaving you in the just rain forget it just forget it <laughs> two years ago that's literally maybe my most memorable experience 
cycling. <laughs> like I think about it so much. Like we're riding Lodija two years ago. For everybody that doesn't know the story, we're all together. The worst day ever. It is pouring rain. It's cold. We're riding, you know, me, Harmon, Charles, Stu. Stu gets a flat. He's like, oh crap, I got a flat. Just go, just go. And we all kind of look at each other like, crap, what are we supposed to do? And we left go. you. You go. Yeah, you leave. He left you there. It's all good. And we, we should have stopped. I read that every day. Like the lesson I learned from that is that's not the cyclist I want to be. Hmm. I'm not, I don't want to be the guy that leaves my friend and teammate. Like <laughs> we could have, and it was so early in the race. It's not like you said, just go when we had 30 yeah. miles left. Like we were in Preston. Like we could have just worked together and caught the crew. It was so stupid. Hindsight, like, bro. It's easy. But it was a great lesson. I mean, of all the lessons I could learn, it was like, that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the, which is what I like about me dwelling in, in general is like, that's not who anybody wants to be. I don't think like, yeah. I think we're friends first. It's not the win that matters. Yeah. Hey, made for a great story and I can get some sympathy. So it's all good. <laughs> Whatever, dude, I got to ride with the, I got to ride with the cat threes for a while. I'll just sneak in that group for a bit. Oh my gosh. And I, did you ever switch to tubeless? Yeah. Tubeless. Oh, got them. Okay. So you're still, you're, you're still, you're still probably riding tubes. Dude, what's crazy? No, I switched. It was crazy <laughs> though. Like that day, such a funny day. I kind of like, didn't, I, w- I was committed. I'm like, listen, I've done this race enough that I am not going to, I watched a lot of the cat one riders, um, that day I was passing them, right. Dudes that couldn't hang with the pros and their attitude was kind of like, listen, I'm, I'm dumped. Um, so I'll just soft pedal or whatever. Yeah. And so I was picking up all these guys and they were on my wheel as I'm trying to catch you. Uh, and I'm thinking in my brain, like, this is possible knowing that it's like, it's probably not possible. But then when we got to the finish line and you guys were still in the pit, like you were just getting your medals. I was like, yeah, got up. They were right there. <laughs> like, I think you guys were maybe five, six minutes in front of me. And I'm like, I can't, I, um, that was the first time it dawned on me. I was like, huh? Like we could, we probably would have worked out if we would have. Yeah. <laughs> they they should have waited for me. That's what uh, you started thinking. Like, oh, huh. they should have just pulled us back to the group. It was still pretty fun. It was still a good day. Uh, you, I guess you live and learn, right? All right. Was this loaded to last year? That's a good one. Um, that loaded to last year was just a weird thing for me. I I went into loaded feeling super fit, like as fit as I I ever was, and going into Montpelier, like our first stop, I started, I sat up to start pulling my um, jacket off and my legs fully cramped, like locked in Montpelier. And I fell off the back of the group. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I pulled into the pit and she's like, my wife said, how are you doing? I said, Mm -hmm. I'm fully cramping. Like I'm screwed today. Rode up to a couple of guys and and they were like, you know, Harmon and Taylor and those guys. And they're like, well, yeah. just sit on, like, well, just hope it doesn't start raining. We'll just leave your ass. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, hang on as long as you can until we drop you. But no, I just kind of hung out with the guys and eventually I started feeling better, you know, but just kind of rode right on that edge of you feel your legs tingling like they're about to go, but yeah. you just manage it. And then, you know, by the end, I was feeling a lot better. And third place, but, baby. Huh? Third place, right? No, fifth. Fifth. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Dude, still a great day. Fifth's awesome. Was it fifth? Something like that. Well, I thought when you were on the podium. I thought you were third. I thought it was a guy took first, then Todd, then you. No, there was that Oregon guy that beat me. Um, so maybe I was fourth. I don't know. Dude, what's great is that as memories get worse, you can just be like, now it's third, now it's second. Yeah. I think I won. Did I win? <laughs> That's what I tell everyone in my ward. <laughs> yeah. No, I won. I was a winner. Yeah. I was for sure in the front group and I might have won. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so good. Um, dude, any any coaches, mentors, people you look up to? I I don't. I'm not one of these people that like doesn't have a lot of like heroes and, and mentors and stuff, I guess. Ooh. I do have mentors and people that I like deeply respect and that I go to for advice. And, um, I just, I, I choose my people kind of more wisely. Hmm. I, if I, if I don't care what your opinion is, or I don't respect you, I don't ask for it. Like if I'm asking you questions, then I really respect your opinion. And I consider you someone that, you know, I, I want answers for like, kind of a, a mentor type thing. Um, I just really like to surround myself with people that inspire me in some way. So I guess you could consider that mentor like a mentor relationship, but that's cool. It's it's really just friends. I mean, a lot of the guys on the team and things like that, they, they help me be a better person in some way and they inspire me in some way. Nice. Um, so that's, that's probably it. No real heroes or, or anything right. like that. Um, and that this kind of rolls in. Um, <clears throat> I want to I want to start doing something new on this. Um, when I went to Matt to Creighton Writers' funeral a couple weeks ago, Matt's dad, Matt's sister, read a list of Creighton Writers' rules. So it was something that he'd crafted maybe over time, but his kids didn't know about it, and so she was like, "I'm gonna share his," and it was like his top twenty rules for life, and some were very silly. Um, you know, some were really, really deep, really fun, but a lot of them were short. They were like, um, you know, never miss a morning. Like there's, there's beauty in the mornings or, uh, like one of his advice was to never run with oncoming traffic. Like you always run with the, <laughs> or you, you run so you can see traffic and it yeah. was fun. Like, um, it, they were written down. And so I say to Andy Compass, I was like, Andy, I would love, Andy was at the funeral. So I was like, I would love to hear your top 20 rules. I write them. Like I want to hear them. So we, me and Andy went back and forth with these shared notes. Um, and it's really fun to see Andy's top 20. And so I asked Jason, I think I'm going to start doing this with everybody. But like, if, if there was like rules, things that you live by your life philosophy, um, I just asked you to share a couple um, but like what comes to mind, like stuff, wisdom, advice. Um, yeah. How about that? Is that good? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote, I wrote three things here. Okay. Um, just kind of little sayings that I live by and, and quote, um, first one is let preparation be your separation, Ooh. which 
I, I mean, I get crap from the team all the time about, you know, studying and being overly prepared for things and like writing out my diagrams and nutrition plans for races and all this <laughs> stuff. But um, I, I really think coming into something prepared is one of my. That's awesome. That's I, I'm not going to call it like my superpower or anything like that, but I would much rather be way over prepared for mm-hmm. something than underprepared. And I feel like that gives me separation over other people, whether it's, you know, in r- racing or anything, but life in general is I like to come to something prepared, more over prepared than under for sure. I love it, dude. Do your kids, is that something you teach your kids a lot or is that, I mean, you know, you say a lot of things to your kids and <laughs> it's, it's hard to know what, okay, dude. What what they say that I I do I say that one of the the most common things that I that I say to my kids is it's not what you say but how you say it, hmm. um, and I I think that that's probably something that they would be able to repeat over and over because it's like well I didn't mean to offend you or that oh, I didn't oh. say anything that bad or I'm like it's not what you said it's how you said it it's the attitude it's not like when I react to them, how they said something, it's not the words that they said. It's like yeah. they said it sassy or something, you know, like that, Dude, you know, we're on a roll here. These are your first two rules. You're going to have to, we're going to have to finish it. I want a collection. <laughs> I want everybody to do this. Okay. What's next? This is good. Um, the, this next one I wrote down is actually just, Jess Clay Pierce said this to me as <laughs> like a, a reminder. And he said, comparison is the, th- thief of joy, which is a Roosevelt quote, but nice. like, man, that rang true to me and something that I like to pass on to other people is hmm. especially in our cycling culture where we live on Strava and things like that. Like real. you can compare yourself forever. I mean, there's always somebody better, somebody faster, somebody that's riding more hours, somebody riding a cooler route, somebody that has a more flexible job. Somebody, I mean, everything. It's true. And it just like kills your, your joys, you know, your PRs, your experiences. So I really believe that. Me too. It's so hard though. So hard. It's so hard because you always want more and the grass is always greener. And, but yeah, you just have to remember that when you're, and it's the culture we live in, like the social media, Instagram mentality, like comparison, just remember like, comparisons the thief of joy it it just takes your your wins and makes them less that's awesome very good Um, yeah this this next one is uh unmet expectations are the root of all frustration (laughs) which i really believe like we we place these expectations on people or ourselves Hmm. and when they don't meet them like they didn't even know it was, they were supposed to, you know, like they, mm. they didn't know that was the expectation and you get frustrated because they didn't meet this expectation that you placed on them or that you placed on yourself and you, and you get frustrated. So I think it's important to remember to be realistic when setting expectations, like realize that there's a lot of things you can't control. Um, and then also kind of be open and honest with people about what your expectations are. So they kind of know 
<laughs> what you expect. I think that's super important with friends and partners and spouses and, and things yeah. like that more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. That your spouse is just supposed to know and you get mad when they don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a classic move. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, I've, I've run into this a lot, like starting my own businesses and having employees and things like that. Like I place expectations on them all the time to perform like me. And that's not fair. Like number one, they don't even know what that means. And number two, it's just not possible. And I didn't even tell them. So mm. just like I get, I would get frustrated when they're not performing up to my expectations that they didn't know were the expectations. So that's great advice. Nice dude. Any others? Those are good. Let's stop there. Yeah. I don't have yeah. 20 to give you. Okay. No, I mean, 20 would take an entire podcast. So, so that was good. <laughs> All right, dude, what's going on? What's coming next? I got a, a trip to Kona in July. I hope to climb Mauna Kea, check the hardest climb in the world off the, mm. off the bucket list. Mm. I know it's a tough one. I'm going to talk with Scotty Miles a little bit more about yeah. how to do that in the midst of a family vacation and not have it ruin the mm-hmm. family vacation, but it's the week after Crusher. So Perfect. we'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, I got to know though, what do you, what, what do you, what, I can't remember if we've talked about, wait, what are you going to ride? Gravel bike. I'll okay. just rent one there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As I, from what I've heard, the the extra gearing's nice, and that gravel road is the hardest part of the climb. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you've you've said or mentioned a few times a little less structure this year. Uh, what's uh, what's that about? What's going yeah, on there? I, yeah. I was kind of all in on structure last year, just trying it. Just in my, I, I mean, I'm constantly progress is my biggest motivation in life. I'm just addicted to kind of constant progression. Um. And you can measure that a a million different ways, but I I wanted to try structured training and see kind of what that brought me to in in my fitness with cycling. And I liked it. It made me fit last year, but it also just taught me a lot of principles that I think I can do in a less structured way this year Mm -hmm. and still be able to ride more with the team and, you know, have organized some fun group rides, maybe do some drop rides, maybe, you know, have some big days on the bike and not worry about not completing this program that I had paid for. You know, it's hard to not do the workout when you are paying so much for them, you know? Mm, I agree. Except unfortunately, there's like a weird twins of rebellious nature in me. And so as soon as a coach tells me to do something, I'm like, no, you don't, you don't know what you're saying. I will do something. <laughs> My way is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> All right. What are we racing? What are you racing this year? The only things on the calendar are Crusher and Lodija. Okay, cool. I'll I'll race everything else if I can, if it works with family. Family's first. So yeah. I, I tend to not really put things on the calendar as like a rigid thing just because if a family event is on that same weekend, I'm going to choose the family event. So yeah, that's tricky. Uh, I love that Mirror Lake. You said here, hopefully. I, I think that race is so fun. What yeah. is that? What is there a date? Uh, there is a date it's on there. I, I can't remember when it is end of July. Maybe so fun, dude. I don't know why that's so fun. I think it's fun because it's like, what are we doing? This is the craziest yeah. route ever. Yep. So fun. <laughs> it's kind of like what I think what's great about it is it's a right. It's a, a route that we would do as our group. It's true. It but, like just makes you drive further to it. Cause we're like, yeah. ah, we can't do that. We got to ride out of our, out of our garage, but yeah. it makes you do it. It's so fun. 
but maybe we should just do it from our houses. Oh my gosh. What would we start up? Parley's? What, what would we yeah, do? Yeah, that's right. Ride <laughs> up Parley's. Parley's are guardsmen. <laughs> <laughs> we love riding up Parley's. Would we then have to ride home? Would I then have to ride home? Yeah. Home? The whole oh thing. Gosh. Just an epic, like when Spratt last weekend rode to Evanston and back. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It would be fun. Then yeah. I can have the excuse of like, oh, well, I rode from home. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. Very good. Grateful for you. Thankful that you're part of this team. Thankful for all that you contribute. You're a good man. Thanks, buddy. This was super fun. Hey, man. Appreciate you. 